One of the biggest relationships we learn to navigate in our life are our romantic relationships. And if you're anything like my guest today, you've probably encountered a rotten egg or two in your pursuit of finding your true soulmate. Stacey DeWald navigated years of attracting all the wrong men into her life until she finally was at the end of her rope. And she began to look at a different relationship in her life. And that was the relationship she had with herself. She made a conscious decision to change things in her life. And guess what? As a result, she attracted her soulmate. Stacy is the author of the new book, Douchebags to Diamonds, in which she shares her tumultuous journey of romantic partnerships that ultimately turned into a self-help guide for other women. As I mentioned in our interview, when we spoke for this podcast recording, the book and what she shares inside absolutely relates to any sort of relationship we have in our lives, whether it's romantic, whether it's personal, whether it's relationships at work and in our career, or if it's with our friendship and our community circles, really learning to look in the mirror first is going to be the key to lasting success. And Stacy shares the real, honest, raw truth of her most painful relationships and how she turned that broken cycle of attracting all the wrong men into a loving, self-healing journey that ultimately did bring her her true love. This is the Inside Story Podcast with Stacey DeWald. Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story Podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Hello to the listeners today of the Inside Story Podcast. So happy you're here. I'm your host, April Adams Pertwee, and I have with me my good friend, Stacey DeWald. And today we're going to be exploring um, a little bit more of her story and how it relates to the topic of douchebags to diamonds. Don't you just love that title? Oh my gosh, we are in store for a treat today. So welcome, welcome, Stacey. I'm so happy you're here with me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, got to see you in person recently when you were down in South Texas visiting your daughter and we got to hook up and I always love being around you and all your amazing energy and I'm so glad to get to share you with the podcast listeners today. Thank you. I love seeing you as well. (laughs) All right. So a big part of your story and as it relates to Douchebags to Diamonds, Douchebags to Diamonds is of course the book that you recently released sharing a big part of your story of just for lack of a better word, just relationship 
drama and trauma, right? You just were that woman that never could find the right relationship until, of course, eventually you did. Mm -hmm. But your whole journey was about discovering why you had been in this pattern of really crappy relationships over and over and over again. Can you give our listeners kind of a highlight? Of course, you dive deep uh, into this in the book, but can you give the listeners just a little Cliff Notes version of what some of some of that looked like for you? Oh gosh, there were the the relationships were painful. They were um, a lot of men um, that I met wanted to dim my light. Um, I put up with a lot of BS that was unnecessary. Um, they ended, it was, it was a lot of trauma, a lot of emotional, um, some physical abuse. Um, it was, it was hard to go through. And I kept blaming myself of why I was in these relationships and why I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I thought it was, you know, only me. Yes, I was a part of it, but you know, the men, you know, I couldn't change these men, but I could change what I was tolerating. And I put up with a lot of stuff, um, a lot of toxic relationships for many, many years. How like, yeah, give us a scope of like, was this like three relationships? Was it 20? Like, what was the scope of it? It started when I was um, 15 in my first relationship, um, my first love. And I believed him and I trusted him. And he, um, it really started with, you know, watching what I was eating and kind of body shaming me in a way. He was a little bit older than I was and, you know, super attractive and all the girls want to date him. So I just thought like, okay, well, I better watch what I eat. And and it just kind of spiraled from there. And from one relationship to the next, um, right after that, I went from that relationship right into the next one. We broke up that night and I had that date that next night with the new guy. And that was toxic. Drinking problem and me rescuing him and him saying he's going to sober up. It never happened. And it, from one relationship to the next, from, I mean, just, it continued up until 35 um, when I hit rock bottom emotionally. Yeah. What was your rock bottom like when... You know, I think that's the thing. Like there has to come a point yeah. where you either just keep repeating the same mistakes, which mm -hmm. obviously you've done plenty of that, to where something has to give and change. And it's usually, like you said, that rock bottom moment. What was it about yours that made you finally say something's got to be different? And what was different for you? What was your different? My different was I had a young daughter watching me. Um, go through this. And she was my strength. I mean, she was my why of, I, I have to make a change because I did not want her to go through the same pattern of relationships. Um, think for one second, excuse me, for one second that she did not deserve love and respect from men. Um, and as much as I tried to, you know, hide it from her and protect her, she saw it. I mean, she, she knew they pick up on, they pick up on everything. My emotional trauma that I was bringing into the home, I was angry lashing out at her and that's not fair to her. Um, so I just made a promise. I came home after the last breakup and I just said, you know, I have to do something. And I just started praying for guidance and asking for guidance. Like just send me, you know, how, why am I, how did I get here? How did I get here? It was a very dark place because I didn't understand why I was in the cycle. I just kept blaming the guys I was with. And it was really hard for me to admit that I was, there was a common denominator and all of my dating fails and it was me. Um, so that was the hardest part of just recognizing that, wow, you know what? I showed up in all these relationships. There was a part, not that I deserved the emotional abuse or physical, but nothing like that. It was that I showed up and tolerated it way too long, way too long. 
Well, you talk a lot in the book about, um, you know, victimhood and what it, what it's like when you're, when you're kind of standing in that victimhood and mm-hmm. also the power of forgiveness, which is a really hard topic for a lot of people. Um, and then you, you share the story in the book about going to see a therapist. You'd been to see many, many therapists many times, but this one was different. And there was a particular book that he recommended that you read that, you know, obviously was very life-changing for you. Can you, can you give a little sneak peek as to what that was about? Uh, yeah, he recommended, um, the words that changed my life is he said, you know, I hear you, Stacy, but you're, you know, you're not a victim. And hearing that was just music to my ears because I thought, you know, there's, I'm not a victim and why did this happen? So the book that he recommended is Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. And I honestly only read the first 32 pages of this book and it changed my life. I had no idea what law of attraction was. I had no idea what energy work energy was. All I knew mine was all I knew is mine was very low. That's all I knew because I was so depressed and in such a bad place. Um, but it just kind of recognized it. Why, why is this happening for me and not to me? And just really recognizing that why is this happening for me? What are these men trying to show me? Not that I deserved any type of emotional abuse or that I was supposed to be stuck in this cycle, but what are they showing me that I need stronger boundaries? That it's not, they're just people that are showing up in my life that were helping me heal a very like old emotional story, you know? So it's after a while, I was able to forgive them radical forgiveness because I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for showing me jerk. Um, for what I need to heal within myself. I didn't like, you know, oh, this is great. It was really just them showing me what I need, how I need to change my life. So I became very grateful for them. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And I think that's such a powerful thing, right? To go from Mm -hmm. that place of why is this happening to me? And then shift the question of why is this happening for me? What's the opportunity for me to look at it? It might right. have sense to right then, like, why is it, I mean, when you're angry and you're sad and you're going through this breakup, it, you know, you might not be like, oh, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and be like, oh, this is why it happened for me. No, it's just being open and willing. You know, and I see this mistake when, when women are getting back into dating. It's, you know, are they open and willing to, when they're triggered in a relationship to do the work? Why is this triggering me? Why is this happening for me? You know, when, what does this remind me of? Um, it's a self-reflection. Well, the book goes on to be really a a self-help guide for women who may be struggling with this same pattern of behavior, relationship, madness, um, kind of stuck in that pattern of attracting all the wrong people into their life and also being in that victimhood state. And you go on to share your journey as well as share very practical healing modalities and tips and resources, um, that you yourself tried, that you yourself implemented, that you yourself today even practice and even teach now as a certified coach and Reiki master. Um, and it's interesting that because when I was reading, I'm like, this really, this is not a self, it is a self-help book, but it's a self-healing book. Like it's so much about healing. Right. And, um, why do you think now that and I want to talk about the book, like when it came out and like the response that you've had from it, you said initially you thought you would be writing it for younger women, like the age of your daughter, you know, young women starting out in relationships, but it's really been a lot of midlife women, you know, yours and mine age women. 
who have responded to the book um, also just as much. Why do you think people in the women in their in their forties and fifties and even, probably even in, in their sixties have struggled in this arena? Like now that you've talked to so many women and you coach so many women, what is your assessment of that? I think we go from relationship to relationship, whether it be mm-hmm. marriage to marriage, and we continue. Uh, maybe there's a blame. We're blaming our ex-husband. Um, but then we find ourselves going in the same pattern, being in the same pattern with just a different relationship, but things fall apart again. So I see you know, after divorce, I wish I had this book um, after my second divorce, after my first divorce, or where was this, you know, when I was 40 and I didn't even have to go through my one and only divorce when I was 50. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just the things I wish I knew that we all knew that I wish we, we would have known before getting into a relationship, you know, the yeah. signs and the emotional triggers. It's really just about the emotional triggers that show up in every relationship we're in. The emotional triggers also can, you know, I think that like we're talking about relationships, right? Like the book really dives deep into relationships and how we attract certain people into our life. But I think that there's, cause I know through storytelling, there's emotional language that there's really only like a few different types of emotional language. Like we all feel the same feelings. We all have the same um, emotions, no matter where we come from, what our life experience has been. We understand fundamentally sadness, heartache, pain, suffering, and joy, happiness, fulfillment, uh, you know, peace, all of those things. Um, How does, how does like what you learned about yourself and teaching yourself and learning this through other people helping you, learning to shift and reframe your perspective and how you looked at things and practicing forgiveness. How did that affect other areas of your life beyond just relationships? Every area of my life, every area from um, my health to Mm -hmm. um, entrepreneurship, uh, my, as a parent, um, in my marriage, friendships, my uh, working in corporate back in the day. I mean, every time I was triggered, it's like, what about this is upsetting me? You know, this, this woman at work, whether it be, you know, our spouse upsetting us, you know, we can allow ourselves to be upset, but what about this? I mean, even down to finances, right? You get a bill and you're just triggered and you're like, oh my God, well, what is it about? Like, oh my gosh, I remember back in the day starting entrepreneurship. It, you know, it was scary. It was a very scary time, you know, when you're trying to pay your bills um, and just recognizing that and bringing the awareness up. That's like, why is this happening for me? It's like, okay, I'm being triggered because this is an old fear. I'm not there in recognizing that I'm not there anymore, whether it be relationships or friendships or whatever, I'm not there anymore, but just recognizing it. And wow, thank you for showing me that this is what it's about and being thankful for that bill that just showed up or the thankful that your husband kind of triggered you or, you know, that you're able to heal another little part that's just there. It's just there to be, it's it's the triggers there to be healed just to recognize it. And I mean, forgiveness happens in like in so many different areas of our life, not just forgiveness of other people. How did you, what did it look like for you to have to look in the mirror and figure out how you needed to forgive yourself? That was probably one of the hardest parts, but at the same time, that was when my life totally started transforming. I spent a lot of time forgiving these men and, you know, it's like, wow, it's, you know, yes, you're a jerk, but thank you for showing me this. Um, and as I continued to go to that same counselor and I, he just said, you know, have you forgiven yourself? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, no, I, that was probably the hardest part was forgiving myself. Um, mm-hmm. 
because I felt like who, you know, I shouldn't forgive myself. I put myself through that. Um, but the, when I started breaking it down, like, why do I not, why is it hard for me to forgive myself little by little? And it's like, gosh, you know what? I did the best I could during that time. I didn't know any different. It wasn't like I knew how to get out of this cycle and continued it. I mean, I, that's why I wrote this book. Cause I'm like, I want women to know they don't, there's an, there's a, you don't have to stay stuck in the cycle if you don't want to. Here's, here's a blueprint. Here's a book, you know, to get out of, to get out of it. Um, but yeah, forgiving myself was probably one of the, it, that's when it, the needle was like, it really started moving because as it, we block ourselves, right? We, mm-hmm. we block ourselves from happiness, you know, from things happening. And yeah, yeah it, was, and it was amazing. Boy, did the needle move fast, right? Like you talk about it. You're like, yes. it didn't just start happening. It happened fast. Mm-hmm. And this beautiful man, Chris, walked into your life. Tell us a little bit about that. Like when things started to shift, oh how did you, not only just with him, but like just other things, like what did you notice? Uh, immediately it was just because it was, you know, corporate working hours and hours and hours. Or, you know, so I had a lot of people in my face in the office that have triggered me over the years, you know, working there. Um, so I started using them as kind of a tool, like, okay, what about this woman at work is bothering me? or my boss who talked to me, and he's had a tone to his voice. And I just, it really just triggered me. But once I saw like, oh my gosh, he doesn't think I'm smart enough or good enough for to be in this position as a senior executive assistant. And it was, things just started shifting. It like, I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. Then I brought it home and I started using it with my daughter who was a preteen at that time. And she had an attitude problem. Shocking. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, and I just sat back and it's all in my head. Like I just sit there and evaluate quietly. Why is this happening for me? Okay, she's, you know, oh my gosh, you know what? Maybe I haven't shown up that great at home either. So I bring it back, like, how could I show up better in this house? And her, at, like, it was like, it's like magic. I tell my clients, it's like magic. As soon as you re- recognize why this trigger's happening or what's in front of you, it just like magically just starts shifting. So I saw a difference in my relationship with my daughter. Um, and then I started just cutting out the fat of, you know, friends that just weren't, they're very surface friends. And I just started really focusing on what I wanted in my life. I didn't want to hear any more BS on phone calls. I was like, I'm on a mission to better my life. You can come with me. If not, you know, I love you, but this is the way I'm going. And it was within four months. So I I met Chris and I knew, um, and I talk about this in my book where it was like being very clear on what I'm willing to tolerate, what I'm not. And I wasn't budging. I was like, you know what? I would rather be by myself than ever go through how I felt you know, and this is four months later. Um, and it just, it happened quickly. And it, it, he's, he, he just understood where I was coming from, but it happened, it happened quickly. It happened quickly. When I'm, when well, I think that's, it. I think that's just it though, that it can happen so quickly mm-hmm. when you, when you get in the right mindset and you start and you, you talk about law of attraction, right? Like just mm-hmm. like attracts like, and mm-hmm. you almost can't avoid it from happening quickly because yeah. you start to be an energetic match for all of this. Mm-hmm. So h- how long have you and Chris been together now? And um, how long have you been married? And he is of course the diamond in the book that you're referring to from douchebags to diamonds. Yep. Uh, we've been married nine years, mm-hmm. like nine years, every Saturday ninth. It's after a while. You're just like, how long have we been married? So we've been married <laughs> in 2013, April, of 2013. And we dated okay. for about a year and a half, um, two years before that. And, um, yeah, he's just my best friend. He just understands me. He just, is he perfect? Is a relationship perfect? No. They, I mean, it's again, every time a trigger comes up, just work through it. 
Well, I know um, when you and I originally met, we met at a conference that you and I were both attending. I think we had met online before that, but we both attended this women's conference. We got to meet in person. Of course, I got to meet your daughter, Jade. And um, you've just been on this huge personal development growth journey for a long time. You're a you know, personal development junkie, as am I. And, you know, I remember then, or we, I guess soon after that, you and I sat down and, and talked a little bit about your story and kind of dug into your story a little bit more. And then eventually, you know, you go on to write this book, which of course is a big part of sharing your story. What has, I'd love to know more about your process of writing this book because you, you shared it so openly, you know, with, with those of us that are connected to you online about, um, about writing this book. And I know that I know now from also having released a book recently, it's not easy. <laughs> what was, what was the decision for you to actually write, um, the book and then, and publish your story this way? I feel like that's my obligation. I feel mm. like my obligation to share my story as hard as it was, um, to dive into the old relationships that, you know, it was way, it was a long time ago. it will be fine. Mm-hmm. No, it was, it, it took me a couple of years to write this book, as you know, and there was a lot more healing. I'd already been on a 10 year healing journey and to write this book cracked open a completely different level of gratitude, pain, reliving it and having to really relive these emotions, tap back into what happened that my reader would understand it and connect with. Um, Gosh, it was hard. It was, it was, it was difficult. But I mean, I think, but, but I truly feel like it was my obligation to share my story to help other women get out of this cycle. It's not going to benefit me or anyone. Like if I can't share the story, um, but I felt like it was just time. It was time for me to, to share it. And so when you released the book, then what was that experience like? Because it's a, it's wild, isn't it? It was like standing <laughs> naked on a stage waiting for everyone to clap. <laughs> Yeah. That is the best way to describe it. But I thought I'm not waiting any longer. I mean, the day I, you know, it was like, I could have, you know, hired a, a, a manager and all this, but I'm like, no, I, I, there's not one more day. I made all these excuses. I'm like, no, I am launching today. And I just went with it. Um, it was hard. It's like, you think that, you know, there's people that have come out of the woodwork and have been so extremely supportive. I'm like, oh my God, I've hurt these people in years and people that are, you know, so maybe close to me. I haven't like, you just really realize who is there. It's, I've learned a lot, you know, and I love my parents' support and my family. It's just been amazing. And um, my daughter and my husband have been amazing. But it's, it's been a roller coaster. There's this high of like, oh my God, I'm so proud of myself that I finally did this. I mean, my book is out. And then it's like, oh my gosh, why did I do this? I went through the, why did I, oh my God, I just made this like, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't have done this. And my husband's like, you're getting great review. Like, what is going on? I'm like, it's just been a roller coaster you know, maybe I'm going to regret doing this in 10 years or five years. And, you know, my family's a lot more private than I am. So I had to be respectful of things that I shared, you know, um, that was respectful about my daughter. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it's been a wild ride, but at the same time, at the end of the day, I'm like, I am so proud that I was able to do this, that I did it. And I highly recommend anyone else who has a story, share your story. Cause I've heard from people, 21 year olds that thank you for sharing. Oh my gosh. Um, a mom who called and, and said, you know what, I, my stepdaughter read this book and she hugged me and thank you. She just went through a breakup. Um, and I've heard from women that are 40 and 50 years old. So I'm just kind of going with the flow of like where this book is supposed to be, who's supposed to, who's supposed to read it. Um, 
he has a lot to learn right uh, publishing a book as you know <laughs> yes i do know it is and it's, no. it's all those things that you describe like it is like mm-hmm. standing naked on a stage and like you're so proud and then you go what the hell have i just done yeah. like, what did <laughs> this is a horrible mis- this is a horrible idea yeah. horrible. <laughs> horrible idea yeah yeah. Uh, yeah it is you you absolutely run the gamut Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm dying to know if since the book has been released, if you have heard from any of the men, um, mm-hmm. of course, all the names have been changed to protect mm-hmm. the, uh, the so-called, yep. so-called innocent, yep. but uh, so-called have you heard from any of them? Has that opened up a doorway for that communication yet? No. And what do you, do you think, like, what would that be like if it did? I, um, I have not heard from any of them. Okay. Um, I was curious. I was wondering, I've been waiting. That was also a fear. So, I, you know, on the roller coaster of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hear from an attorney. You know, I'm like, but no, my ghostwriter was so amazing at how, you know, she was able to help me write the story and change situations. And, and I wanted to know when I published this book, I was, I knew in my heart that I am not trying to ruin anyone's life. I knew like when I read this, when I put, when I reread it and I'm like, this now's the time. My intention was never to ruin their lives or to their, you know, anything like that. So, and I'm very proud like that. It felt right. So if I did hear from them, they, they couldn't even prove that it was even them. That's how I had to write yeah. it. So the certain situations yeah. are changed, you know, that kind of thing, but they would not be able to recognize who they are in this book other than if they were, you know, that they knew that they were with me. They knew. Yeah. Even the women. Knew, I mean, so, but I heard, yeah, they, yeah. Cause they dated me. Um, but the weird thing I've heard more from the, their ex-girlfriends who have read mm. my book and said, Oh my God, is this so-and-so I recognize that this, you know, and we might've connected wow. years prior. Yeah. They, that's, what's just crazy. And they're like, Oh my God, I knew exactly who you were talking about when I read this chapter or, Oh my gosh, I know exactly how you feel. I went through the same thing with him. Um, yeah. Now they're, wow, what now was they're that like, what Oh my was God. When like I first to hear from them, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, when I first saw this email come in, I'm like, oh my God, she's mad. Like, I just had this fear. I'm just so afraid of being attacked. And it was the complete opposite. It was this beautiful email that she recognized who I was talking about. And um, she knows exactly. It was just nice to hear from someone that understood because you feel so alone. I mean, all these years I'm going through this and you think you're the only woman who, no, they do it before. They did it before you. They're going to do it after you. And it's up to us to educate ourselves and be like, hey, these, I'm not going to tolerate this, you know? Um, so it's kind of healing for both of us, I think, you know, for the women, the, you know, the women and myself. Yeah. Because if they have been through a similar experience, it also was opening Mm -hmm. up a mirror for them to see where, Mm -hmm. why was this, uh, relationship being attracted into their life? And so again, it was happening for them as well, just like it happened for Mm -hmm. you. Right. So Mm -hmm. the book then becomes a manual for their own healing. I can only imagine Mm -hmm. that that is really, really cool. Um, so for like the healing sections of the book, so each chapter of the book kind of like Mm -hmm. talks about different parts of the relationships and the different relationships that you had. And then it goes into this section around heal yourself. Talk about those sections of the book and what the readers are getting out of that, because I think that's like one of the really cool aspects of the book that you included. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure that when the, you know, as my reader is reading, it's like, yes, they can hear my story, but I wanted it more than that, that, okay, here's what I went through, but here's, if you're in this situation, here are some things, some questions that you can ask yourself. So whether it be, um, and these are all things that I have either done or gone through or wish that, you know, like I give it to my daughter, like, Hey, you go through a heartache. 
you know, chapter one, it's, you know, how do you get through a heartache? Here's some things that I wish I'd known, you know, Epsom salt baths and really cleaning up your energy and self-reflection. Um, so each chapter, um, I really want to make sure that it went with, um, you know, someone who's a narcissist, like really tap into, are you attracting narcissist men? Are they gaslighting you? What is narcissism? What is gaslighting? You know, are they just having a bad day or are they continuously putting you down and making you feel crazy? Um, I didn't know anything about narcissism or gaslighting 20 years ago. So I'm, I really hope that my reader gets that from the book, that they're able to self-reflect and take charge of it and um, really kind of tap it. I want them to edge. I want them to know that this, that the information is available to them and that they can heal. And it's a self-reflection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, and I was thinking, out. I was thinking too, even about what we were talking about while ago, like with the with the book coming out, and you know, like not making it about throwing particular men under the bus, and not making it super mm-hmm. revealing about who they were. The reason why is because it's not really their story, right? It was mm-hmm. your story, and the story is always. It's never about the people in your life. It's always your story for a reason because we have our yeah. own things that we have to look at to own in order mm-hmm. to own our story. And I know mm-hmm. you've heard me talk about this. Like it's different when we're in victimhood. It's like the story is holding power over us versus mm-hmm. when we're standing in the light of our story, we can use our story in a powerful way. Mm-hmm. For you, what has or how has sharing your story, getting this book out there allowed you to see or experience standing in in that light for yourself? Like what sort of power has that brought you? Positive power. What has that brought to you since the release of this book? It's the release of the book. What do you mean? What do you mean exactly? Well, just like, you know, how much are you, or how are you experiencing harnessing the power of your story after releasing the book? It's it's an amazing feeling of owning my story. It is probably the most mm-hmm. confident I have felt in probably my whole life mm-hmm. of being able to share such a vulnerable, vulnerable story in um, my raw truth. Um, it's changed the relationship with my, my mom and dad and that, you know, them reading it and understanding now they're like, they're handing it out to their neighbors who are, you know, going through hard times with their children, their daughters. So my parents are advocates of like, parents need to read this book to, cause they didn't understand what was going on in my head. Of, they, sure. they wanted to help me, but they, they couldn't, they didn't understand how. Um, yeah. It's just, it's been amazing. I mean, there's just the, the, it's, I don't know what else to say. It's so amazing. That's all I can say. It's just amazing. It's a, an incredible feeling. Well, I love that you said that it's brought a lot of confidence, you know, confidence in sharing mm-hmm. your story, confidence in kind of owning it, um, not shrinking behind it anymore, like standing in the vulnerability of it and not being afraid of it. Those are mm-hmm. all really powerful things. So that's, that's exactly. Most of the time, sorry, but most of the time when I share this, people are like, oh my gosh, like, wow. And I'm thinking before is, you know, we, we don't want to share a story because it's like, what are people going to think? And it's been the complete opposite. They're like, oh my gosh, I've heard more, you know, from a lot of women that, oh my gosh, I want to write a book, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of going down that path where I'm like, I really want to help women, you know, write their book, you know, share their story. Um, Cause there is a way, I mean, I just did it with Absolutely. You know, four, I think four different relationships that I didn't think in a million years I'd be able to share, but there is a way to share your story and stand in your power without saying who these people are. You change mm-hmm. situations because like you said, I love that. It's our story. It's not those guys. It's not their story. Mm -hmm. It's not about them. They'll make it about them. That's for sure. Yeah. 
But that's mm-hmm. when you stand in your own power, though, it's no longer about them. And you understand that deeply. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one of the things that I know your journey has brought you to uh, was several years ago because of doing all of this healing work and going on this journey and digging in to why this kept repeat, you know, these patterns were showing up and what did that mirror show you that you needed to go heal and work on is that you became very passionate about helping other people. And so I said earlier, you became a certified uh, professional coach and you also are now a Reiki master. You know, you said earlier when all of this started, you didn't even know what energy was. You didn't understand all of that. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like, what was that journey like just uh, going down this personal development journey and then actually making this a part of your life in terms of how you help others? I had to do it. It's like with my book, I, it was my obligation that I, yeah. how many years I suffered, like how many years I gave my power away to men or to other situations that were not good for me. And it, I had to, I mean, so to become a certified life coach, it was, I have to help other women better their life. It doesn't have to be this way. So I'm really passionate about, it does not have to be this way. You do not have to be miserable. You, you know, life is really great. If you, if you want it to be, yes, there's people that come in our life and mess us up, but you know, and as a uh, Reiki practitioner, I just, I love how quick, you know, it's like you go, you get energy work done and it just shifts, right? And then you do counseling and it just shifts quickly. Yeah. It it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit of like the slice of life that you have now with, with your husband, Chris, and how he, even nine years later, after being married nine mm-hmm. years, and of course you said earlier, no marriage is perfect, but like, what's the dichotomy of, you know, going from the douchebags to the diamonds? Like, what is, what is your life like? Like, what are the things you love about him the most? And how Gosh. does he adore you and show you that you are loved and that you were worthy and show you he the listens. respect that you deserve? He just, he's just, he's there. Like sometimes he'll just, he doesn't have to say a word. He just, you know, we're yin and yang. If he's up, I'm dead. Like we're just, we're a really good match. Um, he's just present. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, he understands like, you know, when he read my book, he was like, wow. He goes, you deal with no BS, you know, to, and to, to read my book. He's like, I, he can't even imagine. So, I mean, it's just a complete, he's like, I got the best version of you. And I'm like, I love that. But he's just a great listener. I can, you know, he helps me, you know, in my business. Um, He's, he's my best friend. You know, do we argue about stupid crap? Of course we do. But then I, like a few minutes later, he's like, you're my best friend. I'm like, you're my best friend. You know, it's kind of sickening, but he's just, it's, <laughs> it doesn't have to be dysfunctional. Yeah. You know? I even love in, in the very beginning of the book. I'll see if I can find it really quick. It's like in the, in the first introduction, like the first paragraph, I think. And, it, and you're kind of describing Chris, you know, you're describing meeting him and like the, the moment where he proposes to you, which is literally like on top of a mountain and a helicopter. I mean, it's like, like it looks like out of a scene out of a movie. And then you're like, you know, if you're reading this, you probably just threw up a little bit in your mouth. (laughs) sweet. Yeah. It's like, does this really exist? Because I honest (laughs) to God did not think men like him existed, but I want my reader to understand that you there men, there are respectful men. There are men who will value you when you value yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's like, I didn't fully, it wasn't like all of a sudden when we, when we started dating, I was just like all full of self-love. He helped me see that, you know, but it uh-huh. was, 
and he just kept saying like, gosh, you know what? And he knew, I, I love that he also, even before he read my book, he knew he's known what I've gone through. So he's been very patient, not judging or throwing things in my face. Or if he travels, you know, I've had some trust issues. He has never done anything to make me think he would do anything or right. So knowing that if I question him, you know, he's like, it's okay. You know what? I'll, he makes sure he calls me. And I'd never even had to say anything. He's just really good at like checking in. And I'm like, oh, and half the time I'm like, I don't even know where he's at. I'm like, is he in California? Or, I don't know where he's traveling to. So, I mean, I just know that over time, he just helped me yeah. know that he's safe and, you know, that he's not my ex, any of my exes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just respectful. He's hardworking. Um, he's super supportive of my dreams and aspirations. He's never tried to dim my light. If anything, he's like, Stace, you, you need to get brighter, like, you need to shine more. You're, you know, if anything, he's encouraging me to get out more because he still yeah. sees, you know, sometimes I'm like shrinking and he's like, no, 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 no. So he pulls me up. Yeah. You know, he just, how he believes has, me more. How has, the, yeah. How has, has this helped Jade, your daughter? Like, how have you seen, or have you seen a change in her? I mean, like, what is your reflection of her now? She just loves him. She like, he is such a great stepdad. I mean, so many great things about him, but just that he took Jade in like his own, um, uh-huh. you know, yes, Jade's dad is around and that's, that's great. But I think for her to see a relationship that's healthy, um, you know, and thankfully, you know, I, I didn't see my parents argue growing up. They never fought. So it's okay if she's around and we kind of get, you know, if we get into a little argument or something, cause it's healthy, that's, that's a normal marriage, right? It's okay. And, and for her to stand back and witness that how we compromise or um, say we're sorry, it, or it doesn't really last. It doesn't have to be drama, you know, because it's, I think it's a healthy marriage. We're, to me, I'm like, it's totally normal. So, if I, but I love that she, she loves it. She loves us together. It's been amazing. It's, she loves it. Mm-hmm. And how has the message that you share in your book and through all the work that you're doing, are you seeing a change in her? And like, I mean, she's in her 20s, she's dating, she's, she's out on her own, you know, mm-hmm. and that was one of your biggest goals was in terms of changing your life was doing this for your daughter so that you could be mm-hmm. that mom that really teaches her how to have self-respect and love for oneself so that you can mm-hmm. attract healthy relationships into your life. Mm-hmm. How has she, that parlayed to her? Um, I think she, she's always, she's on her own journey, right? Yeah. She, I mean, she has her own and, and I want her to do that. She needs to, she's learning, she's on her own path. She's learning. Um, but if anything, I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't tolerate crap from men she's yeah. dating. That's for sure. You know, and when triggers come up, we, we walk through it because she knows, I mean, she has the handbook. I mean, I wrote it for her. It's dedicated to yeah. her. Um, you know, and I tell her, oh, lucky for you, your mom wrote a book, so you can just open that chapter anytime. But <laughs> you know, isn't chapter that the seven. truth? I mean, my gosh, I wish I had these tools when I was when I was in my twenties. Like, I think oh, that's gosh. the difference in the generation that you and I grew up in versus like mm-hmm. now. This type of breath work and Reiki and you know Epsom salt baths and EFT tapping and just like all the different mm-hmm. things. And there's so many others that you mentioned in your book, but. Like there's so many different things that we have available and that people are now readily talking about that mm-hmm. no one ever talked about that when I was in my twenties and I was going through my string of terrible boyfriends, you know? So the fact that she has that, she's armed with that going out mm-hmm. into the world is going to make mm-hmm. such a difference for her, you know, and the I men that she chooses for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's every time I got stuck writing this book, I'm like, okay, what is, what does my daughter need to know? I mean, I just continued, I had to keep focusing on what would help her really the old version of myself is who I wrote yeah. this book for it happens to be, you know, my daughter, but what do I wish I, I knew? Um, but yeah, having the, having the tools, I'm like, she, I tell her all the time, like you're ahead, you're going to be ahead of the game. <laughs> she's way ahead of it. Yeah. She's. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that you're building community as a result of um, sharing the book and publishing the book and tell everybody how they can, well, number one, get the book. Of course, it's on Amazon. It's called Amazon. Douchebags to Diamonds. It's also on your website and link to that. But um, how they, can they come into the fold with you and your community and how can they, how can they find you and reach out? Um, they can join uh, my community, the Douchebags to Diamonds community. They can go to um, my website, stacydwell.com, and join the sisterhood because I think it's important that women have support. Um, they don't need to go through a breakup by themselves if they need to yeah. heal or share what comes up with them um, for them with the book while they're reading the book. Um, I'd love for them to join. And um, yeah, they can find all that information on uh, my website, stacydwell.com. What has that community been like for you as you've, as you've released the book and women are coming in and having these conversations with you? Um, what has that been like for you to host that and to be a, a leader of that conversation? Did it's you ever good. Think? I mean, it's, it's, opening, <laughs> it's opening me up to, you know, come out of my shell more, um, uh -huh. trying to figure out like, um, because I've heard from so many different ages of women and what do they need to learn? So I'm just kind of going with the flow of, um, what do I need to post? What are we, what are they talking about? What do they want to talk about? Um, cause there's just different ages of women that are showing up, but they're at the end. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what exactly how I'm building this. Mm, well, it's, it's just gonna so many different, different women that are different ages, different situations. Um, yeah. Well, there may be a few pattern, yeah. you know, few veins for you to go in, like something yep. that's going to be geared towards the younger women and something that may be geared yeah. more towards the, mm -hmm the midlife women who are at a different stage of their relationship game. And I think that's the beauty of like what you are unfolding, like what you're stepping into now mm. is that you get to explore that and you get to see where you're being guided to lead these women. So that's going to be really gorgeous to see what happens next. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to yeah. see what happens with it. That's yeah. so cool. So good. I'm so proud of you. I mean, it's just been so fun yeah. as your friend to watch you, you know, go on the storytelling journey write the book, publish the book, put it out there and have it be such a success for you. So that again, women are coming and saying, Oh my gosh, thank you. I needed this so much. Mm -hmm. um, and then it is a gift to other people. It is a gift to other women. So it's been a joy to see I you do it. Support. I appreciate your support. Always, yeah, always my friend. Well, Douchebags to Diamonds, you guys over on Amazon, check out um, the links that we are sharing with you in the show notes so that you can connect with Stacy, stacydewall.com. And we will leave it at that, let you go pick up that book. I do love that it, it really is, um, it's focused on relationships, but I really believe that you can apply it to any area of your life. It's that forgiveness journey and the, an opportunity for you to look in the mirror of what you know, might be showing up for you and to get the tools that you need to actually begin to shift and change your life as Stacy did and transform it to where you can attract the diamonds into your life 
um, yeah. as Stacy did. Thank you for being here. Thanks to all the Thank listeners so for being with us today. Yes, so and ah, what a delight, of course, of course. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it out with your friends, share it with all those girlfriends you've got and give it a review. Let us know, find us over on Instagram so that you can tag both me and, and Stacy, or you can give us a message. We always love hearing when the episodes resonate with you. So don't hesitate to reach out. We always love talking to our listeners and we will be back here next week with another episode of the inside story. We'll see you then. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.